0: Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day it is for y'all. Appreciate you joining me, giving me a little bit of your time, as always. And for those of y'all that continue to spread the word about the podcast to others and help it to grow, thank you. Um, Humbled by it, grateful for it. We'll continue to try and do a little better, hopefully, each time, or at least as time goes on. We're going to take one of our little walks. Lots of people here today, but nobody outside on the road, so we'll see. They might come out. Got a little rain, much needed recently. Sadly, I can't tell you how much because the cap on the bottom of the rain gauge came loose and all of the water leaked out, which was fun. But the garden looks like it got some much needed attention. So we'll see. Here come partial flock of turkeys. Always entertaining. All right, so we're gonna talk today uh, about something that I don't feel like I hammer enough. And maybe I will start to try and do that a little bit more. But it is relativism. I'm not sure that there's probably a better word for it, but that's the one that always pops into my mind. And that is comparing ourselves or our situation to others instead of to the standard. For Christians, that standard has to be Jesus Christ, and as a Christian nation, therefore one founded on the teachings of Christ, as America was, absolutely. Those values have to be the teachings, the commands of Jesus Christ. And so, but what we get into often is, it, and it, it kind of, it goes two different ways. I'm going to do my best to kind of explain both sides, and we're going to talk a little bit about commentary from, Benjamin Rush, who was one of our premier founders, John Quincy Adams, one of our presidents. And then actually, I'm going to pull something in from uh, Kobe Bryant, if I have time, and uh, our pastor's sermon this weekend. So a lot of ground. We'll see how much I get done. So the two sides, really, we have a tendency to do one of two things, I, I feel like, both individually and as a nation. One of them is to look at a situation where we have not met the standard and say, oh, I'm just an absolute failure. Uh, My life is a waste. I I don't know why I keep trying. I, I should just, you know, might as well just give up. Right. That's on the one side. On the other side, we don't meet the standard and we go to, oh, that's okay." That's why God gives us grace. I don't really need to try and meet the standard. And look, I it could be a lot worse, right? Or I could be like so-and-so, like that guy over there. Or huh, we're not that bad. I mean, we could be like that school. You know that school down the road or that community. Or at least we don't live in that state. You get the idea. So I feel like those are are the two sides that we really tend to And, and interestingly enough, I feel like we're doing a pretty good job of, of hitting both of those today in America, neither of which is good, when we really kind of need to be more in the middle, in the center. So, let me start with a, let me start with the first one, for no particular reason. This idea that, oh, I don't even know why I try, I just keep failing, I'm just an utter failure, no point in, in trying and in continuing. And so Benjamin Rush, who was really, I mean, just one of our outstanding founders, uh, he was known as the father of American medicine, and... I think probably unarguably the premier physician in that, in that time and during the American revolution. And we can spend a lot, we have spent time on him. We can spend a ton of time on him really just kind of scratching the surface. But this quote, you know, medicine was so primitive then relative to what we have today. And even still, when you choose that as your profession, Dr nurse, whatever it is, any, any medical field, you're inevitably gonna have failures. It just you're gonna lose patients, you're gonna lose people. It just kinda comes with the territory. It's like being in the military. You're you're not gonna be in the military without losing men. It just you kind of have to know that going in and, and and mentally deal with that. And so on one of these occasions this is a section from a letter, and I'm, I'm going to use the, the Founders Bible today, and I'm also going to use America's God and Country Encyclopedia uh, to pull some of these. So Frank, or Benjamin Rush wrote to one of his friends, upon my complaining, or he was talking about speaking with one of his friends, upon my complaining of my inability to save life where I was most anxious to do it, he, a minister friend, said, oh, doctor. There is an awful decree against the certainty of your profession, and that is, it is appointed for all men once to die. Hebrews 9, 27. Upon my complaining at another time of the abortive issue of many of my plans for promoting the happiness of my fellow citizens, he said, don't be uneasy upon that account. Our Savior will say at the day of judgment, well done thou faithful, not thou successful servant. Matthew 25, verse 21. Let this comfort you under all your disappointments. If you have been faithful, it will be enough. And the Matthew 25, it's the story of the tenants, I mean the talents from Jesus. He gave three men money, this rich landowner, and went away and Two of them were real faithful with what he gave them and and worked and increased it. One of them was not. But to the two that were good, he said, the master said, well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And what this minister friend of Rush was saying is, it's not a matter of whether you're successful or not. The point, you're going to fail. You've chosen this profession, he was saying, as a doctor. It's inevitable. You're going to lose patience. Your job is to continue to try, continue to strive for that standard, and and just do the best you can, striving for that standard, not do the best you can and just sit back on your laurels, but do the best you can, striving for that standard. Because what God's going to say one day to you individually, talking to y'all, my audience now, generically, as well as the country, is well-done, good and faithful servant, not, not necessarily successful, because we're going to fail, right? I actually was having a conversation uh, with my father, who thankfully I have that kind of relationship where we can have these kind of conversations, and I made the comment that I, I hammer a lot of this stuff, and one of the things I hammer is uh, often LGBTQ relationships, divorce, adultery, but I don't mention very often, folks, there's, there's forgiveness for those things. Absolutely. And, and, and really I need to clarify when I'm talking about divorce, I'm talking about no fault divorce, right? Because there are some situations where divorce is the better option. Um, Jesus Christ in particular left us one as far as sexual immorality. But either way, there's forgiveness at the foot of of the cross at Jesus Christ. But that doesn't give us an excuse to just keep doing what we want to do. So I, I fail a ton, folks. I've failed horribly in the past. I continue to fail. Hopefully, though, the point is you fail a little bit less and less. You have to keep striving for that. You have to hope that you are a better christian a better servant at age 40 than you were at 20 or at age 60 than you were at 40 or at age 80 than you were at 60 you can't sit back and this is kind of the flip side of the coin i didn't really intend to get here yet i'll come back to it but you you can't just sit back and say oh no i failed that's too bad oh well you have to keep striving for that but let me get back to the, the first side of the coin again, which is thinking that you failed and just there's nothing you can do right. So this letter from Rush, right? He His friend was telling him, your job is just to obey, right? And so I'm going to pull in Kobe Bryant here. There's a video. You can go find it out there. And he's been interviewed. This is after his career, after his success. And the interviewer asked him, How did you avoid failure? And he kind of laughs and he says, failure, failure doesn't exist. And of course, this shocks the audience and the interviewer. And the interviewer asks, well, you know, what if what if you had done all these things, but you had no championships? And he said, well, I would be really disappointed. But the only way that that's a failure is if I didn't learn from the reasons that I failed in basketball in my career and translate them to my next career because at some point basketball was going to be over and whatever I move into next business or whatever else I can take those lessons. He said, it's only failure if you fail on Monday and decide not to get up a try again on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. He said, that's failure. He said, and that's, that's sad. But he said, as long as you get up, and learn something from that failure. And then try again on Tuesday. And if you fail again, that's fine. Then try again on Wednesday. But you have to keep learning. And he said that that's kind of how he always, he, he, he always tried to approach basketball. He, was not, he wasn't terrified of losing. And winning wasn't everything to him. He said, what I was trying, I was always trying to do was learn. Learn, improve. And and so when we start to feel like as a as a nation or individually, as a community, schools, whatever it is, if you fail, you're gonna fail. You're human. We're human. And and like Benjamin Rush's friend said to him, the point isn't not to fail, because that's an impossibility. The point is to try and to keep trying and to keep striving for that standard which is individuals as Christians, it's gotta be Jesus Christ. And as a Christian nation, it has to be his standards. We've screwed up a lot of things, folks. Abortion, uh, no-fault divorce, LGBTQ relationships, illegal immigration, uh, socialism, communism, critical race theory, bigotry, feminism, sexism. We've gone down the path wrong path a bunch of times, a lot, and we're way far down the wrong path. And there's going to be consequences for that, folks. Any, any, any of us that have lived long enough to realize that we're going to fail, there are consequences. In fact, like going back to that Kobe Bryant, the interviewer said, you know what? Next time I'm going to use that with my producer, when my ratings tank, I'm going to tell him, that's oh, okay. We're just going to try again on, on Thursday. And Bryant responded and said, yeah, well, you know, they may fire you but it's only failure if you don't take those lessons and the next job you get, use them. We're we're far down the wrong path, and as C.S. Lewis said, the only way to make real progress when you figure out you're doing something wrong is to immediately turn around and start to go the other direction, and we have to, we've got to. That's the only way to fix these things. So, So when we fail, the point isn't to just sit there and mope and whine in our own failure, the point is to learn something and do better and strive for that standard. So the other side of the coin, right? Well, I got one more, I got one more. I got to, read to you, and that's from John Quincy Adams, a huge proponent for freeing slaves. Okay, because, you know, he, he came back and re-entered politics after being president. He was became a congressman in 1831 and was nicknamed the Hellhound of Slavery and fought against slavery his entire career. Basically, single-handedly led the fight to lift the gag rule, which had prohibited discussion of the slavery issue in Congress. So they couldn't even talk about it. And he finally got it to where they could talk about it. But he had so many failures. He was ostracized by people. They—they they just So many people just hated him. Because he fought for freeing slaves, for treating, for, for, and here's a great little segue, I guess, for for actually adhering to the standards set forth in our founding documents, which was all men are created equal. It didn't say all men based on color or ethnicity or class. It said all men are created by God, by their creator, endowed with certain unalienable rights, all men. And so he was, he acknowledged that we had messed up. And we were, were failing to meet the standard as a Christian nation, God's standard, and we had to get to it, right? So he was asked why he never got so discouraged or depressed over championing, <coughs> championing freeing slaves. I think it was a, I've read a couple different accounts of this. I think it was a reporter at the time. I don't remember. It was toward the end of his career and, and his life. And he said his, his reply was longer than this, but this is the best part to me. Duty is ours. Results are God's. Duty is ours. Results are God's. Which really kind of goes along with the ministers, Benjamin Rush's friend, saying, look, you're, you're, you're going to hear well done, good and faithful servant, not well done, good and successful servant. We have a duty to do what we're supposed to and let God handle the rest there. So on the flip side, right? So we talk about when you just sit there, you can't just wallow in your own failure, right? You're not, you're not a failure unless you quit trying, quit learning. On the other side, we use as an excuse to say, I'm going to fail all the time. So that means I get to do whatever I want to do, or I'm not as bad as that other school or that other person. No, that's not, that's not the point. That's a horrible attitude. Just because your school or your community or your state or your whatever isn't as bad as the one down the road or you're not as bad as the the man or the woman down the road, that doesn't mean you get to sit back and take it easy. Because the job of a Christian is to compare themselves to Jesus Christ. And I guarantee you, without knowing you at all, you're not meeting that standard, 100%, because nobody does. I don't. I know I'm not there. Now, don't misunderstand. The idea that all men and women are equally good and bad is total fairy tale. That is not from the Bible. That is not true. That is a modern lie that we use to make ourselves feel better or I don't know what. But there are men and men and women are better or worse than others. Absolutely. You can look at children in schools and see that. You can look at adults in a community and see that. You know that. There are men and women that you trust more or less based upon whether they're better or worse. But the idea that you can just sit back and say, oh, well, at least we're not that bad. No. Do you have something wrong in your life? OK, well, it's got to be addressed. Is there something not right in the school? And I'm not necessarily saying whether you're following all the laws. I'm, I'm saying, are you doing something wrong that's hurting the children in the school, the families in the community, the, the communities in the state, the nation. If we're not meeting those standards, then we have work to do. And I'm almost done, folks, because I'm just about at the edge. I'm pushing it already. But I had to pull in my, my pastor this weekend, as has happened quite a few times recently for those of y'all that have been listening to the podcast. He talked about if you really want to change, if you really, it was, the, it was the story of Jesus coming in and the man sitting by the pool and he needed to be healed. And Jesus asks him, do you really want to be healed? And I'm paraphrasing a lot there, folks, but you can go back and look it up. But do you really? he said, you know, so often we claim we want to change. And he looks at his belt and he goes, you know, I got a I got another notch here on my belt that I used to be able to uh to go to, and, uh, and I can't go to that notch anymore. He said, I sure would like to be able to, but, but he said, not enough to actually change the way I eat. He said, if you really want to change, you have to change. If you want to be in better shape, you have to change the way you eat and change the way you work out. If you want to be more educated, you have to study harder. You have to work harder. If you want to be better at your secular job, you have to spend more time learning how to be better at that job. If you want a better marriage, you actually have to work at that marriage. If you want a better school system or country or whatever it is, folks, you have to actually Work at it. You have to change your priorities and the way you spend time. We can't sit back and say, I can't sit here and say, I want to learn Spanish. I want to learn French. I want to learn whatever and and never do anything about it. We can't sit here and say, I really want to have a stronger faith, a stronger relationship with God. But you know what? I, I, God, that that new show on Netflix, that's pretty good. I'm gonna go watch a few hours of that. I'll, uh, you know, it, maybe if I just touch my Bible a little, something will, you know, like shock me, and I'll have a stronger faith. We can't look at our spouse and say, "Man, I want this great marriage, this marriage that's for the ages, this romance." Uh, you know what? Pretty pretty nice day today. I'm gonna go play golf for four or five hours. Maybe even six. Have a few beers. I'm going to go sit in that hunting stand. Yeah, eight hours. Yeah, that's a good idea. But, you know, maybe if I just give my wife a high five on the way past or smile at her real nicer. Man, if I put away three or four dishes, that ought to do the trick. It doesn't work that way. And yet we do it. We do it. So all of that wrapped up, folks, is we've got a lot of issues in this country. We haven't failed yet because we still have the opportunity to turn back to God as a nation and as individuals. Right. The only way we fail is if we just quit trying. But at the same time, we can't look and say, well, at least we're not Iran. I mean, good Lord, that's if that's our goal, then God have mercy on us because that's pretty pathetic. We can't look at the community down the road or the school down the road or the marriage down the street and say, oh, man, at least I'm not them. That's just sad. That's that's as bad as just saying that you're a total failure. So we have the opportunity to change. The question is, as my pastor said this weekend, are we going to? Are we going to work, as Benjamin Rush's friend said? So that we hear, well done, good and faithful servant one day. Are we going to do like our president, John Quincy Adams said, and just do our job, do our duty and let God worry about the rest? Appreciate y'all joining me as always. Hope y'all have a wonderful rest of your day, whatever that is. Hope that y'all are well and hearty. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.